everyone, and welcome to the Wharton Fintech Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel Armaza. Our guest today is El Bruno, Managing Director of the Techstars and Western Union Accelerator. Armed with 19 years of experience as a founder, startup operator, and angel investor, El now leads the Techstars Western Union Accelerator, focused on identifying innovative and disruptive startups working on cross-border and cross-currency money movement for consumers and commercial businesses. In fact, if you are an entrepreneur in this category, or you know someone who'd be a good candidate, be it in the US or an emerging market around the world, make sure to apply by April 7 of this year. I had a lot of fun learning from and talking to Elle, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Elle, Thank you so much for joining us on the Wartum Fintech Podcast. Welcome. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Miguel. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, delighted to have you all the way from Denver, if I'm not mistaken, which is the beauty of Zoom. <laughs> yes, Denver. That's correct. Got dumped with 20 inches of snow the other day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Great. So... You know, Elle, I think we could get started by hearing a bit about yourself, right? Maybe you can take us through uh, your career journey. Sure, happy to. So I am a former operator, spent 18 years as a startup operator and founder. I, I sometimes joke I'm a glutton for punishment in that regard, but it's also something that it's hard to stay away from once you get into it. So started my career back in 2004, starting my very first startup, which I always joke at the time, they were called small businesses. Uh, it was that long ago. We didn't even have that term quite yet. And it was an eBay ancillary company called expressdrop.com. So we were riding the wave of the uh, eBay marketplace really in the hyper growth it was having and built this company out for about five years. And long story short, we decided to dissolve the business, but um, grew that into a sizable business, franchised the model, had several brick and mortar locations, about $14 million in inventory that we were selling on eBay. And then from there, I joined, eventually joined over the course of the next 15 years, three other venture-backed startups. The first and most notable is a company called Trunk Club, which was kind of the first to market in the, not only the men's outfitting service, but the order what you like, try it on, send the rest back, keep and pay for only the things that you like. And that was an incredible experience. So joined them late 2011. Very early on, um, we grew that business to $100 million in revenue from $7 million in three years. We were really fortunate enough to be acquired by Nordstrom back in 2014. And from there, I uh, became I was fortunate enough also to become start becoming an angel investor and, and reinvest in the ecosystem. So while I went on to be a part of two more startups, most recently the CRO of a direct-to-consumer furniture brand called Interior Define, I've been angel investing for five years. And on a personal note, I invest only in female-founded and co-founded startups. So I'm really passionate about not just talking about, but really helping in any way I can underrepresented founders, uh, specifically women. And today, here I am as a lifetime operator now turned investor. So really wanted to formalize kind of my investing that I'd been doing and came across a Techstars Managing Director opportunity and was really excited about the idea of being an investor, but also being super hands-on with founders. So still being able to wear that operator hat and still being able to get into the weeds on a regular basis and kind of always be in that founder's court 
yet really helping them raise money. And so that brought me to this role today. And I am now the managing director of the Techstars Western Union Accelerator, as you mentioned, based here in Denver. Fascinating. And and it's interesting, you know, based on your experience working with eBay or in the eBay ecosystem, eBay used to own PayPal uh, in one of the most (laughs) successful and notorious fintechs of this day, right? No one has ever pointed that out. It has completely come full circle. Wow. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, And so obviously, Techstars, Western Union, that implies... I assume, a big focus on fintech, right? Maybe you can tell us a bit about the program, about Techstars overall, and and what your role is. Sure. So let me start with, I guess, Techstars in general, for those who aren't familiar with what we do. We invest in early stage companies and founders via our accelerator platform. So we have 44 accelerators now, I believe, uh, that we run around the world. And they are either geo-focused or they are vertical-focused. And so the accelerator that I run is, like I mentioned, our corporate sponsor is Western Union. So our vertical focus is clearly fintech. And it's a 13-week accelerator where I always describe it as kind of three pillars of learnings for founders who go through it. The first is, is kind of the infrastructure build. So it's any expertise or kind of data points you need around the basics of, you know, go-to market strategy, financial modeling, all that kind of stuff. We offer that. That's probably about 15% of the program. You know, if you are getting into Techstars, you've likely figured out a lot of that, but we still have those resources for you. The second pillar is our mentor network. And that's really what separates us from every single accelerator out there. And the best way to describe it is, you know, giving founders access to a mentor network at Techstars that we've been building for so many years and that I've personally also been building for 20 years. And so someone's going to come into my accelerator and they're going to meet with 80 to 100 mentors over the course of the program. And just to give you an example who some of those people are, you know, we have the former CMO of Stripe as a mentor. We have the head of fraud at the Capital One card as a mentor. And then we have tons of people in the Western Union ecosystem as well who get involved in that front. So that's just highly valuable. You know, it's it's essentially a bunch of free board advisors, right? Equity free board advisors that you are having access to. And then lastly, fundraising, which is very important. So we also do something called Investor Week, where um, we match the founders in our program with investors in our network. And they get to meet with, on average, probably around about 40 investors in that week so whether they're in the process of fundraising, that's you know very obviously helpful. But if even they're looking to fundraise in the future, it's a way to build relationships. And so in addition to not just access to investors, but it's, hey, Al, what should my fundraising strategy be? Should I raise you know, a safe or a note? Should this be a price round? You know, should I go big? There's all that kind of stuff that may be an intimidating conversation for a lot of founders historically. I know I found it to be when I was a founder. You, It's good to have somebody on your side who helps you work through all of that. And then lastly, with my program in particular, it's an ability to build a relationship with Western Union. And Western Union, I will tell you, has been an incredible partner in that they have the best interests also of these founders in mind. And their goal is to run a POC or to have a vendor agreement with every company that goes through the program. So that's obviously a great opportunity as well. And we've had about a 65% success rate thus far, and still, and that number is still growing. 
So that's a really exciting opportunity for a lot of founders too. Yeah, happy to report that we had Craig Lewis from GigWage. Craig. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he was, he was well, great. <laughs> and he wasn't just a great guest, but over the following months, I've just been getting this great emails from him out of the blue, introducing me to some of the most amazing people who have also joined us on the podcast. So, you know, now I, I, I can imagine the kind of caliber that you're seeing if, if Craig was part of the, of the class. And you, you, you talk about personally as an angel investor, investing in female led, founded, co-founded companies. Are you bringing some of that angle as well? Yeah, definitely. So I should also mention that I just took over the program this year. Ethan Austin was the uh, previous MD of the company and Craig from GigWage stole him away to become their chief strategy officer. So you can't be mad at that. But yeah, so I talk very openly and write a lot about my personal interest in bringing more female founders into the accelerator and into fintech in general. And, and by that, I mean, we're just really putting a concerted effort into encouraging and finding great female fintech founders to apply. I think ultimately, if the top of the application funnel is equally represented across different genders, different races, that you know we will see a diverse class emerge from it. So we were just really focused on getting the word out for the program to all different types of people, but definitely put a, a strong effort into finding more female founders. That makes sense. That makes sense. And what's the application process like, right? How, how long does it take? How does it work? Tell us a, a bit about that for, for those listeners who are tuning in and then maybe considering giving it a go with you. Yes. Well, first, Miguel, I just want to say thank you. I, I love this. You're serving the opportunity to talk about this program on a silver platter to me. So I <laughs> certainly appreciate it. So you can go to techstars.com backslash Western hyphen union. I know that's a mouthful. If you just go to techstars.com, you can search accelerators and that's probably the easiest route to apply. And it's a pretty detailed interview process, short video, several questions but it's, it's manageable for sure. And then once you apply and our applications are closing this April 7th, so we're about three and a half weeks out or actually almost three weeks, which I can't believe how quickly it's gone. Uh, I'm lucky enough to get to talk to founders all day, every day. It's an amazing job as you know, people are, are really in the throes of applying for the program. So they close April 7th. It's an online process. I try to talk to as many of the founders before the applications close. You also can go into our accelerator and book office hours if you just want to learn more about the program. It's, as I say, a no pressure situation. It's just a chance for me to learn more about you and you to learn more about us and see if it's a fit and it's worth actually applying. So that's a route as well. And then they close April 7th and we go through a pretty intense diligence process for about the next month and a half. And we narrow it down to 20 companies uh, and we have a selection committee that meets with those 20 companies they present to the committee, which includes other MDs at Techstars. It includes the Western Union team. It includes venture investors. And uh, from there, we, we select the 10. And our program this year starts July 19th, runs for 13 weeks. And we're going to be virtual, likely. But the way things are accelerating with the vaccine, we're hoping perhaps to have a couple weeks optionally in person towards the end of the program, which ends in October. And when it comes to selecting those 20 and the eventual 10, I mean, it's got to be a hard process because 
There's so many exciting companies out there. What are some of those things that you're looking for in a fintech startup that might join you? Miguel, you're right. There is so much exciting events and traction and platforms and products. So many, I should say, in fintech right now. It's just every day I walk away from you know my 10, 15 founder conversations just thinking like, this is the space to be in. There is so much. Up. So anyway, I can go on on that. But I digress. Uh, uh, the- you're, you're preaching to the choir, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, so fun to be in fintech right now. But, you know, I don't have, I wish I had a clever answer to this, right? Every investor has their, this is what I'm looking for in a founder. Mine isn't much different. There is a ton of qualitative factors around EQ and grit and ability to be agile, um, willingness to learn, vulnerability. You know, you need to take a ton of feedback when you're an early stage founder. How are you going to manage that feedback? You know, how well do you work with your co-founders? What's the energy there? So that's all the qualitative stuff. And for better, for worse, that just takes a lot of flexing of that muscle, right? And that's why, that's how you become a better investor. So, you know, by now I've met with, I don't know, 200 founders. And so you get a lot of strong pattern recognition that way. And it's hard to put a finger on it and tell someone how to exactly be an investor in that regard. On the quant side, you know, we are specifically looking for products that are fully launched and, or MVP plus, as I keep saying. So MVP in late beta stages. So like I said, Western Union really wants to plug people into their ecosystem. So the further along your product is, the more likelihood of that, you're going to benefit a lot from the program. And so that's kind of what we are looking for in companies from a super high level and happy to dive into, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be it'll be good to hear. So we know GigWage, but maybe you could tell us about some of the some of examples of, of past companies. Yeah, you know, GigWage is a great example. They are definitely probably our furthest along company. They were in the midst of raising a 13, what ended up being a $13 million, I believe, Series A in program. And so they've built a product and service platform for the gig economy. That is a super interesting arena for us and for Western Union. And the reason is, you know, we're looking for companies that can offer, can add ancillary offerings to their existing customer base and, or on top of that, um, bring in a new type of audience that, you know, maybe they hadn't totally tapped into prior, but does align and complement their existing customer base. So that's kind of the basics of it. But yeah, so gig wage is an example. And as you all know, Western Union has an incredible global presence, especially in emerging markets. And so, for example, last year, we had a asset management platform out of Nigeria called Rise. They were in the program. We had another asset management platform out of India called Vested.co. So uh, definitely interested in those markets. And that's an example of a couple. We had an interesting they've kind of pivoted a bit into becoming a buy now, pay later um, platform called Plantina out of the Philippines. So, you know, there's, there's this really incredible, beautiful, overarching theme of financial inclusion. And I think that's what's gotten me most excited about being in fintech. Historically, you know, people didn't think of it as, you know, <laughs> being inclusive at all. And, and that's the problem, right? And there's so many platforms that are, are building financial inclusion opportunities out there. Yeah, no, exciting times. And when you think, so you, you've mentioned a couple of 
verticals of, of the companies that you're seeing and you're bringing on board. For this upcoming batch and just in general, based on your take on the market, would you say there are some particular areas of fintech that you're maybe more excited about that you're paying particular attention to? Yes, definitely. So we're looking at anything to do with payments and remittance or anything that helps move money cheaper, better, faster. But within that overarching theme, there is a lot around creating payment opportunities in emerging markets for the underbanked and unbanked. One example that a company I talked to today, they are building a platform that empowers buyers and sellers in the informal economy in LATAM. So interesting fact I learned today is that 51% of people in LATAM are employed in the informal economy. So this means they have no opportunity to build credit. So someone's building a marketplace around this, and I won't get into the details, but that's super exciting. Or another company I talked to today, you know, this is just today alone, they're an African payments API for e-commerce purchases in the US. So I'm not really answering your question because there is so much I'm interested in, but it's around cross-border payments or building cross-border wealth. And the other thing I would mention is just being able to build credit and financial wellness. You know, we're seeing a ton in financial wellness right now and talking to a bunch of companies in that space. So so that's exciting. And then the third that I would add, which isn't as much related to financial inclusion, but you know, we're seeing a ton in lending, we're seeing a ton in P2P, we're seeing again, like a ton in B2B lending. But something that's interesting to me is the small medium enterprise market. I don't think anyone's, I think Cabbage is on it, but nobody's really figured out how to optimize the lending market in the SME arena. And so I'm super interested in that. Just, I think there's a, a very obvious white space there. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And, and, if if that's the case, you know, in, in a place like the U.S., then you know Latin America and other areas are even more exciting. At least personally, what about the long term goal, right? Like if if we chat again, let's say in in a couple of years, in three years, what would be the ideal scenario for you of the growth and trajectory of of the TechStars Western Union program? I think, you know, it's funny, no one's ever asked me that question, but I think a lot of what we do in the venture industry is our KPIs are um, money raised, valuations, and exits, right? And I think we're starting to recognize that that might not necessarily be the KPIs to measure success. I think there's a lot of opportunities for companies to grow more organically and be worth, you know, $100 $100 million in five years versus the $95 billion valuation that Stripe came out with yesterday. I mean, it's just funny money to me at that point. So I swear I'm, I'm getting to an answer here. The answer is not like, oh, these, you know, diacorn exits. The answer to me is we have helped myself and my team and Western Union. These companies put their best foot forward and it doesn't matter where they ultimately end up, right? So we know we have a lot of the recipe to provide these founders to get there if the product market fit is there, if the timing is right. So much is about timing, especially in fintech. So if, if that's all there, I just want to be sure we have given them everything we possibly can, every tool, every resource, so that even if they're shutting down three years from now, they're looking back saying, we literally did everything that we could 
before we made this decision and, you know, and vice versa. So there's no ultimate end goal. Yeah. We all want an exit. Like I'd be foolish not to state that. And, you know, I'd be foolish not to say that for our investors, but there's, there's too much that we ride on those aforementioned KPIs today. And, and it's just about making sure everybody builds the best that they can with the best resources possible. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, L, before we let you go, we always like to talk about the personal side of our guests a little bit. And, you know, we love to hear about some of your hobbies and how you spend some of that time uh, outside of, of Techstars. And I see, I, I might be wrong, but I see a uh, Rolling Stones shirt that you might be wearing. Oh, funny. It's actually not, but it does have. Oh, part- almost. Okay. Yeah. No I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have a new order poster behind me, which is a band that I'm probably too old. Most people don't even know who they are. <laughs> um, so hobbies, you know, I'm not that exciting. I have three kids. They're five, seven and nine years old. So super, super fun. We ski a lot. We're fortunate enough to be living in Denver. So that is definitely something I love to do as many weekends as possible, but I'm just a regular person. You know, I, I read, I drink red wine, I socialize as much as COVID has allowed us to. And yeah, you know, just, just living my best life. Any favorite red wines? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I like Malbec. That's the one that I like the most. Okay. I like I like blends. I, I realized that I maybe have become a wine snob in COVID, but um, Oren Swift is one of my favorite winemakers. He has a wine called Eight Years in the Desert, which is up there for me. Uh, it's a blend. Wow. I'll have to <laughs> give it a try. I'll have to give it a try. <laughs> well, El, Kent, thank you enough for joining us. Super excited about what you're doing at Techstars Western Union. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, your future classes. I'm sure they're going to be just as amazing as as the past ones. Thank you. You know, thanks for having me. And congrats to you on this podcast. You should be super proud of what you've built. Um, It it seems incredible. So way to go. Thank you. Thank you. And and by the way, you're now friend of of the show in Wharton. So you're, you're definitely invited to stop by, you know, once things get a little bit more normal. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wharton Fintech Podcast. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a review or letting us know in the comments. It means a lot and helps spread the word to more listeners. If you want more content from our fintech community, please subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and the rest of social media at Wharton Fintech. You will find interviews, articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. We also want to extend a special thank you to our show editor, Rafael Ostria. Signing off, I'm your host, Miguel Armaza. 